1: Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. This week, joined again by Jack Howard. Jack, hello. I do. I do. I say happy. This is the first time I've seen you in 2020. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year. I think obviously... the cut-off point is now. Is I it? Think, I think this is it. Today, we okay. just made it. I was listening yesterday to the podcast that we did a few weeks ago, but actually only just went out about films that the we The time travelling one. The time travelling <laughs> one, in which you said when you it said in the present when you're listening to this i have seen 1917 yes. but when i'm recording it i haven't so just before we do anything else you saw it i've saw
3: i've seen 1917. I've, saw it. I've saw it i've saw it i've seen it twice <laughs> oh yeah. um yeah i loved it the first time i saw it i was absolutely blown away it was emotional it was overwhelming i can't believe that filmmaking can do that and on the second time i thought it's pretty good like okay a lot of the tension disappears the second time and i think it's I don't mean this massively negatively, but I think it's very much a roller coaster of a film that you experience, you get what you need out of it, and then that's sort of the film. That's it. And I think it's quite a surface level film. There's not much more you can get from it on rewatch.
1: Okay. I've seen it a couple of times. I think there's slightly more, but the reason I bring it up is because for this podcast, we're going to be looking at the Oscar nominations and... just having a quick scoot through as to as as to how we feel about them, and obviously 1917 is featuring uh, in, in in the best picture category, which I think we'll come to. Should we to, to create the illusion of suspense? Yeah, it was like, we? Like people don't know. <laughs> no, okay. So can we start with just um, the thing that I think that you and I will be agreed on is that in the best score category, yep. there is but one female nominee, yep. and it's Hilda Goodner for Joker, and I have said you know ages and ages back. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that ought to win. I mean, I think they've been great. I think great. it should. I think it will. Yes, I think it will, and I think that'll be remarkable because there have been. I was looking back at the history of, um, you um, know, guess women.
3: One other female composer. Well, no,
1: they've been they, they've been. I think uh, seven altogether, seven wins altogether. I mean, people like you know Rachel Portman nominated several times. Basically, when you look at the history of it, it's. It's nothing like it ought to be, yeah. And the fact that this year in the fifteen-strong shortlist there was only one woman, mm. which was Hilda Goodenadotta, and, and I mean, I think they've been and great. John
3: Williams again because God knows he needs it.
1: He does, that's right. <laughs>
3: you know, thank <laughs> God that that you know, he's getting that recognition. Skill. Okay,
1: so but that so the thing I was going to ask you was, do you think there is a chance? And I am worried about this. Not I have nothing against John Williams, incidentally. Oh, that he might take yes, it just that, it's because it's his last Star Wars because film. It's, yeah, is it his last Star Wars or is it his last film? No. I, mm. I think he said it's the last time. Last Star Wars. Oh, was it Yodery?
3: What I just did there as well. Mm. Uh, I think it's his last Star Wars film. I think he said this is the last time I'm doing it. And you can tell, like it's it's like you said, it's a like a greatest greatest hit, Um, Yeah.
1: So, do you think there is a possibility that he might win? No, No. I don't think so. Okay. I think
3: it's it's a little bit like Meryl Streep getting nominated. Right. Okay. Unless she's done something truly special, like I mean, every time she does something special, but like. When she she's outstanding, you know she's going to win. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis always wins. Okay. But John Lewis, I think, is like, oh, he's nominated because he's really good. But it is a shame. It, it's the same as like we'll get to this sort of stuff. But it's the same way I feel about like certain directors and stuff getting nominated. I'm like, they don't need this. Yeah. It's like, even in the supporting actor category, that Joe Pesci and um, well, let's get to that. Go go let's line. get that. So just
1: yep. just to, to, to nail score. So he's up against. Uh, John Williams for, for Rise of Skywalker brackets greatest hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Newman for 1917. I did think the Thomas Newman score for 1917. Was, so was very yeah. good. Randy Newman for Marriage Story. Which I loved. Yeah. I very loved good.
3: I mean, I obviously love that film very so good. much, but it's uh, that score I thought was. I, I didn't know who it was but I could tell it was playful. Yeah. And then when it said Randy Newman in the end credits, I was yeah, like, what? No, I thought it was
1: lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alexander the Splat for Little Women. Love
3: that score as well. That film is really, really growing on me.
1: And really, really been neglected by most of the major awards ceremonies.
3: 100%. It is a crime. I mean,
1: why? I mean, the weird thing about Greta Gerwig not showing up in all best director categories, you go, why? we go, well it's not very well directed. You go, really? Because are... it looks really great to me. I mean, it's... I've got a lot of opinions on that. Okay, all right. So we'll get to them again. So in that <laughs> case, Joker, Hilda Dawson. we both think is going to win, okay? And I also think it's worth saying that in the what is now called the international film category, mm-hmm. it's going to be Parasite, right?
3: Yeah, I hope so. Um, I don't think it could be anything else. If it goes to someone else, I'll get excited because it sort of feels like it might be gearing up to win Best Picture, which...
1: Um, okay, but you're okay. so you're imagining a level of joined-upness that I don't think exists. You don't think it exists. Which is, because I've done this so many times, which is they don't give it that one, but they give it that one. Because
3: it feels a little bit like sometimes they go, like Jordan Peele gets best screenplay for Get Out because we're like, we'll give him an Oscar, yes. but he's not getting best but picture. But we're going to move on. But we're yeah. going to give him this one. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it does feel a little bit like yes, there is... Yes, but not
1: some... giving it best foreign language picture yeah. because you think it's going to win best picture. Mm. is a. Uh, I mean, I'd love that... To I, I mean, I'd love Parasite to win this yes, picture. Me I think it hasn't got a cat in hell's chance. But, really? um, Well, funnily enough, I did a piece for The Observer a couple of weeks ago and the bookies were putting it as a strong contender.
3: It's everybody's favourite. Like, Yeah. It's, to me, it feels like the dark horse of it is Little Women. Little Women feels like everybody's secret little like snob. It's like, oh, Little Women should be nominated more than this. Yeah. And Parasite feels like it's everybody's most excited. It's the, it's the film that everyone's so excited about. Yeah,
1: although the cast kind of got overlooked, which is a shame because totally. the cast are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's amazing. just, the, you know, the Oscar voters haven't heard of It them.
3: might even be a similar case to last year where Roma won uh, International, or Best For foreign language. language at the time, and then he won uh, Alfonso Cuarón, won yeah. Best Director. So it might be a similar thing where Bong Joon-ho... Wins up, Best win Director. Best Director, Well, yeah. wouldn't that be great? That would be incredible. Wouldn't that be great? Yes, okay. it would. We can hope.
1: Yeah. They keep changing the name of that. I mean, I think, you know, best international foreign... What they? Yeah. What? Film not in the English language. Phil, yeah. you know... It's I think whole...
3: international is probably the best title they've given it so far. Like, yeah. it, it feels the least sort of like... Not English.
1: Yes, but I've always I've always had this kind of this feeling about that category, which is that you know it's a pig and a poke because basically in an ideal world it wouldn't exist because it wouldn't have to. Mm. But it is also it's to do with release dates and eligibility and. But I just think the whole the Oscars system of on, each country can only put forward one film, which is mental. No, no, so Jack, you're imagining that foreign countries can <laughs> produce more than one good film a year. I mean, for heaven's
3: sake. Because isn't 1917 an international film?
1: Everything's an international. Film, right. I mean, everything is like that's the hilarious thing about when you look at the BAFTA categories. Mm. And if, we, and if we can, incidentally, scoop very quickly to the BAFTAs in the best British film category at the BAFTAs, right? Nomination for Bait, hooray and hurrah! And in fact, Bait has two because there's a there's the, you know, the the first time you know for Mark Jenkin and for his producer as well. Where is Joanna Hogg's Souvenir? Mm. It, Joanna Hogg's Souvenir, which is voted Sight and Sounds film of the year. An absolutely brilliant film, of which she's making the second part right now, directed, written and directed by Joanna Hogg. And you go, and at the BAFTAs, mm. it got nothing. It always makes me so depressing. very
3: confused the best British film at the BAFTAs because I think Skyfall won that, the year that it came out. And I'm like, hmm... I get it it's bonds but I'm pretty sure that's american money yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that counts the, Okay
1: so the definition of british film comes down to this weird kind of BFI formulation which is now to do with actually to not to do with where funding comes from it's now to do with key talent location and all ah. that sort of stuff which as we all know, is a bending of the rules.
3: It is bending of the rules, because that means Star Wars could be a British film, because it's shot here. Yeah. It's sh- it has a lot of English people in it.
1: And equally, um, it brings us back to my great bugbear, which is Ken Russell's The Devils, which is a British film, but it's owned by Americans because they financed it, although it was all done here and shot here and made here with British talent. But it's you know it's an American thing, which is why we can't get the proper version of it. So that is always going to be a complicated issue. But I, as I said to Mark Jenkins before the nominations came out, I said, if Bait isn't in the best british film category they might as well just shut the baftas down mm. what i didn't say was and souvenir because i just imagined well of course souvenir of mm. course souvenir it's the f- i mean i know the site i've heard so much about that film yet and i haven't seen it it's, i need to i need to watch it's it. amazing and um nick who's recording this podcast i'm sorry i'm going to bring you in it you saw it right yeah and you loved it yeah That it's not made there. Yeah, I mean, shocking, a terrible oversight. And it's a really weird thing. You look at that category and you go, Mm -hmm. nothing for souvenir. That's just, if I was Joanna Hogg, I would be banging on BAFTA's doors going, what did you, you know, and souvenir wasn't eligible for the Oscars. Right. It had actually opened in America, but A24 didn't submit it. You came closer to me and took up more of the bed. And you're already, I would say, further over than I am.
2: That's not true.
1: It is true.
2: No, it's not. I haven't got
1: that much room. You (laughs) have bed dysmorphia. Then you accuse me of, I wasn't trying to cross any sort of threshold. (laughs) I have not got that much room. You've got a foot on that side
3: and i literally i'm
1: on a ledge is
3: 1917 nominated for best film and best british film at the baftas
1: i imagine it is i'd have to look it up because i Um, think
3: there's a world where it could win both at the baftas
1: okay possibility i will look that up and while i do let's move on to the next category honestly i know this sounds really stupid but at this time of year remembering who did what in which because the overlap is so great nowadays. Yeah. I mean when I was doing this piece for 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 the observer, it's like it it's like double entry bookkeeping. You know, you're looking at the Golden Globes which are a disaster obviously, yeah. and the BAFTAs which I've been associated with in the past and then the Oscars and you're trying to remember who did what which category. Okay, so moving on to the next category we're building up to best picture. If we go to supporting actress mm-hmm. nominated at the oscars kathy bates in richard jewell which i haven't seen yet this is the new Clint eastwood film laura dern in marriage story scarlett johansson in jojo rabbit florence Pugh in little women margot robbie in bombshell not margot robbie in once upon a time in yeah. hollywood which i think everybody thought can we begin that with the have you seen jojo rabbit yes i have okay and
3: uh yeah i think it's pretty good i don't think it's uh some people love it some people hate it and i'm sitting in the middle being like yeah i thought it was pretty good um i think taika waititi demonstrated more visual storytelling than he's ever demonstrated before i've always found him quite a boring visual director but in this <laughs> one he i mean spoilers everybody i'm assuming we've seen the films we're talking about but there is a very specific um fascination with shoes in jojo rabbit and it was Taika Waititi visually teaching you a, a language that subconsciously I didn't even realise he was teaching me. And then when that reveal happens in the mid, at the midpoint, when his mother is hanging, uh, it is one of the most heartbreaking uh, images I've seen in cinema in recent memory. It made my jaw drop and I couldn't believe that I'd missed it. And it just felt like it was child perspective that uh, we were seeing her shoes that often. It didn't feel like I was you know, awkwardly being taught something visual. Okay. Um, so I loved that. But I think the tonal shifts are a bit weird. I think the way it's shot is good, but still feels a little bit cheap at times. Um, It feels a little bit like the war isn't actually happening. Yeah, um, I I know exactly what you mean by that. And there's something about... Um, the sharp contrast between how silly and jovial it is, and then how serious it gets. That I rather there would be more of a gradient in that film. Um, but I do appreciate that it's a child's perspective, and he thinks he's at a summer camp, and then all of a sudden he finds out he's actually at a war. The scene that I think is best is Stephen Merchant uh, coming to see. As the comedy Nazi? The comedy Nazi coming to investigate the house. Because yeah. I thought it was genuinely very funny and very tense at the okay. same time. And I think that is because I, I actually thought that the scenes before that. Were just sort of like ticking along mm-hmm. and going, We need this, we need this, we need this, we need this, and it was just sort of doing scenes. Whereas that felt like a little story, it yeah, felt almost yeah. like a like way that Tarantino would do yeah. uh, a scene like that. But here's the thing
1: it's fine, right? Yeah, it's pretty good, no, yeah, but it's fine, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> well, and the weird and thing, and Scott Johansson, especially, yeah, isn't, I know. isn't it really, she's is, so
3: good in marriage story, yeah, she's just she and she's doing a weird accent, she's yeah. not Oscar worthy, and, and the, the snub here that everybody's talking about, really, especially on the internet, is Jennifer Lopez. For in Hustlers.
2: I was a centerfold once. No way. Mm. 93. Right. Mm. Oh my God. Back when Stevie Wonder came in. What well, the Stevie Wonder come <laughs> in <all> the club for? <laughs> Casey had him in the champagne room. Swears to God is in blood. Wow. <laughs> how come you're so good? I see you with every single kind of guy and I don't know, it's like you have them all figured out. I, know, I guess I'm just a people person.
1: The the big snubs would be Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. I think Jamie Lee Curtis for Knives Out because I think that's the best Jamie oh, yeah. Lee Curtis has, has been. Oh, I
3: would love to have seen that. That would have been a nice surprise. And
1: I would have said something like Cho Yo Jong for Parasite I mean you know there are
3: I, uh, also uh, so the grandmother
1: in The Farewell yes who is fantastic absolutely Incredible. fantastic
3: and a, a that is ge- one of the best performances of the year
1: and genuinely people thought that there was that there was a possibility so as, as, as it is as I said I think my money on this category would be in Laura Dunn I wish it was Jennifer Lopez because I think Jennifer Lopez not getting nominated for this is a really big problem.
3: My friend Dan is a huge Jennifer Lopez fan. and was, I'm not particularly. I, I'm not either. And and I and I didn't really get the, the hype with Hustlers. You uh, didn't like it? Didn't like it that much. I found it a bit slow and, and, and boring. And I did, I was waiting for a lot of the conflict that never really came. I, I just wasn't a big fan of it. But I didn't hate it. I just didn't particularly take to it. Um, I think you're right. I think it is the favourite that Laura Dern will win. And I think very deserved. I think she's, she's so got, good in Marriage Story. Yeah. But part of me thinks, I've got a sneaky suspicion that Florence Pugh might take it. Okay. Because I think she's so good in Little Women, and Little Women has been very overlooked, but also that character in Little Women is very much known as the annoying character. The annoying character, one, yes. But she's, so, she's maybe the best character in the film. Yeah. And I think Florence Pugh, it's obviously Greta Gerwig's incredible script, but also Florence Pugh has portrayed it so brilliantly. I really, really believe that she's a teenager, and I believe that she's in her early 20s in that film. Florence Pugh should have been and nominated for young. Best
1: Actress for... Midsummer, as we
3: all know well I hated that film but um, yeah but you don't hate her performance, I don't hate her I think she's incredible no but you don't hate her performance no in that not film. at all not at all Fine. I think she's incredible and I think that because she's such a young exciting actress and she's about to be the new Black Widow in some capacity um, I think that it's similar to Jennifer Lawrence's situation. It might be that here's an Academy Award, you are now an Academy Award-winning actress, but now you're also gonna be, uh, you know, Brie Larson did the same thing, like she yeah, won yeah. for Room. and then It might be that type of story again, but I think it is most likely to go to Laura Dern.
2: People don't accept mothers who drink too much wine and yell at their child and call him an asshole. I get it, I do it too. We can accept an imperfect dad. Let's face it, the idea of a good father was only invented like 30 years ago. Before that, fathers were expected to be silent and absent and unreliable and selfish. And we can all say we want them to be different, but on some basic level, we accept them. We love them for their fallibilities, but people absolutely don't accept those same failings in mothers. We don't accept it structurally, and we don't accept it spiritually. Because the basis of our Judeo-Christian whatever is Mary, mother of Jesus, and she's perfect. She's a virgin who gives birth, unwaveringly supports her child and holds his dead body when he's gone. And the dad isn't there. He didn't even do the fucking. God is in heaven. God is the father and God didn't show up. So you have to be perfect and Charlie can be a fuck up and it doesn't matter. You will always be held to a different, higher standard. And it's fucked up, but that is the way it is
1: okay so on to supporting actor so in the supporting actor category Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood which, which I haven't seen yet I, I, I'm, I tell you what it's, it is one of the oddest films I really? Really, I really like it it is very very odd have you seen the documentary no
3: it's wonderful I think it's on Netflix now okay, I really check recommend it, out. it. it is... I mean, I'd
1: never heard of the guy before yeah. and then after I'd seen the film it was like somebody has hurt my friend Lloyd <laughs> And I've just, I've been doing that voice. And it sounds like something David Lynch would do. For anyone who doesn't
3: know, we're talking about... um, Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers, yeah. Mr Rogers. Who I'd never heard of. Massive children's entertainer in in the United States, and here just never was a thing at all. No. But, like... Now you know who Mr. Rogers is. Doesn't Mrs. Doubtfire make more sense Because <laughs> <laughs> the end of Mrs. Doubtfire is just a Mr. Okay, Mr. Rogers okay, thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> but Tom Hanks's performance is great. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. the thing about supporting him, you know, so I think that's a, that's a strong one. Sir Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Which I didn't take to either. I thought, it was, I thought they were great in it, but I thought The Two Popes were, was
3: mostly forgettable. I thought it was. I liked it, I but it's it a TV fine. film.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I did. I, I have to confess, I did like it, and I loved the performances. Mm-hmm. I thought Jonathan yeah, Pryce and Anthony Hopkins together were 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 great. And, you know, I've got a soft spot, incidentally, for two blokes sitting around bickering about God. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, that's The Exorcist without special effects, right?
3: Yeah, and, and I, I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. It was all the flashbacks in The Two Popes. So yeah. I was like, oh, this feels like a different film.
1: Then two from The Irishman, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, nothing for Stephen Graham, which is a shame. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt, who apparently is He's the pack leader in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah,
3: which I'm happy about.
1: Okay, fine. So Zach Gotzigan in The Peanut Butter Falcon would have yeah, been my choice. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, yeah, Song Kang Ho invite. in Parasite, Willem Dafoe in Lighthouse, which I haven't seen yet. I'm you seeing know, that next week. Alan Alder in Marriage Story.
3: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And also um, Ray Liotta in Ray Marriage, Liotta Sto- in Marriage Sto- Story. Yeah. yeah. So, I think but- I think that I, 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 the, the more and more that time goes on, the more and more I'm starting to resent the Irishman. <laughs> 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 I'm starting to like like look at it and go, hmm. It is just a bunch of old men making a film that isn't as good as the ones that they made 20 years ago, but it's sort of reminiscent of that. I think the best part of The Irishman is the last sort of 20 minutes, half an hour. But the stuff leading up to that is like, yeah, we're doing an entire person's life. And we'll say more about this when we get to the director category, but not throwing shade at Martin Scorsese, because he's obviously Martin Scorsese and he's brilliant. But Greta Gerwig has proved twice in both Lady Bird and in Little Women now that you can do... A snapshot of someone's life, and not take three and a half hours to do it. <laughs> like I, I just think that it's an indulgence that only granted to someone like it's, it's not, it's not like three and a
1: half. What it, it is? It's, it's the origin not. is three
3: and a half hours. It's not, is it? It's three and a half hours long.
1: Okay, well, I, uh, I mean, I saw it in one sitting, and I didn't. I, I have to say that three and a half hours went pretty fast for mm-hmm. me. I like it more than you do, but yeah. um, but I, you know, but it, 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 doesn't feel like it's breaking massive new ground. Exactly. Other than yeah. the,
0: let me put McGee on the phone. Hello? Hi, my friend. How are you? Listen, I got that kid I was talking to you about here. I'm gonna put him on
2: the phone and let you talk to him, okay?
0: Hello? Is that Frank? Yes. Hiya, Frank. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah. Glad to meet you. Well, glad to meet you, too, even if
2: it's over the phone.
0: I heard you paint houses yes yes sir i i do i do and i uh i also do my own carpentry
2: oh i'm glad to hear that
0: i understand you're a brother of mine yes sir local 107 since 1947
2: yeah you know
0: uh our friend speaks very highly of you well, thank you he's not an easy man to please well i do my best
1: Okay, so now we get into the big excuse me while I get off my bike. So best actress, right? Mm-hmm. Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Very yeah, good. good. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Yeah, brilliant. Charlie's Throne in Bombs. You know that's how you pronounce it. Yes, I do, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, just, you know. And, Did uh, she say that to you herself? No, she said it's Simon Mayer and then ah. Simon Mayer said it to me but I feel like if you say, you say something to Simon it's like saying Basically, it to Basically, yes. yeah. And then Renee Zellweger in Judy and my big, I'm sorry while I get off my bike, where is Lupita Nyong'o? Yeah, I know. Because that is Two just, of the best performances of the two year. Two of the best performances <laughs> of the year and I just, it's just like one of those open goals. Yeah, when you go, I, I think
3: the best thing about Oz was her and uh, that is such a... It, she's I'm,
1: so good. I watched it again before Christmas. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, she's so, When she does the thing about once upon a time there yeah. was a girl I, yeah. ju- I, every, I just get shivers it was like she
3: was in the room just like. it was wasn't it yeah. yeah this is our summer home we just got in today so.
2: once upon a time
0: there was a girl
2: and the girl had a sh.
3: I the two were connected. Also, Orcafina again. Like, like, where, where yeah, is yeah, she yeah. in it? Like, it's, it's so, such a shame, and especially because Scott jansen has been nominated twice. It's, it feels weird, um, and also, um, who are the other ones in it? Sorry.
1: Okay, so Cynthia Reva for Harriet, which I think was great. Actually, I didn't think she would, and I was glad that she did mm-hmm. get nominated for that. Scott Jansen Marriage Story. Sir Ronan for Little Women. Charlie's Throne in Bombshell. And oh, yeah. Renee Zellweger for Judy. Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. I haven't seen Judy. But you kind of have.
3: I, I, right. That, that's that's, the, yeah, that's the this point. Is, thing, is that the like, point
1: is, you kind of have. The only
3: reason I'm going to see it, and may, I'm still even in and iron about it, is because she's probably going to win. And it's the most boring category this year. Because it's like, yeah, give it to Renee. And she's going to get on stage again, like she did at the Golden Globes, and give some sort of like weird, oh, it's nice to be back. Speech and I'm like get off. Like I, I, it's just it's the most predictable one this year. and I wish it was. I wish it was a more exciting category. I just don't. Think yeah, it is. no, it
1: it isn't exciting. The best.
3: Is um, there a is there a performance that good, in
1: Judy? No, no. It's fine. I mean, I could never get beyond it being, her pretending mm-hmm. to be which is if did you ever see the Judy Garland television uh, miniseries with uh, Judy Davis no now, she was amazing she was absolutely amazing and I I did think I'm watching Judy Garland right in Judy the best thing is actually the fans there's this thing about these two these two fans who, which is a kind of fantastical invention Nick's pulling faces I love the scene when they take a better you didn't film. like it Nick
2: did you okay <laughs> fine great. i thought she was great actually but i thought they were they were like okay. they'd come out of little britain or something yeah
1: but that's what i liked about it you see I liked it. back in goal goaling. right <laughs> anyway the thing is that i don't know that she'll win because i th- i have a suspicion that scarlett johansson might win for marriage Story. i
3: would love that um it's a bit of a parody now because Scott Johnson's so made fun of but for like Dean said because uh, I'm in a comedy duo called Jack yeah. and Dean yeah, yeah I've heard apparently
1: yeah. um, <laughs> they're very funny <laughs> uh,
3: Dean was like I thought she was going to get nominated for Parasite yeah for playing every role <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's pretty good uh, but yeah I would like because I think it's her best performance that she's ever done especially since like maybe Vicky Cristina Barcelona or um, Lost in Translation like, yeah. I think she's so good in it um, I would like that it would be a nice upset Not that I don't want Renee Zellweger to win, but I just think it's such a boring category, and I'm not interested in the film at all. uh, So I just feel a little bit like eh about the best actress category this year.
1: Which brings us to best actor. Okay, so Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and incidentally, well done for calling that very early on because I. I didn't buy it. Well, that. No,
3: the thing the thing is about that as is well. Is, is there one yeah, more? Yeah, Jonathan
1: Price in The Two Popes. Yeah. And again, let me be absolutely clear I love Jonathan Price. Yeah. I absolutely love Jonathan Price. And I do think the acting is the thing about it is. The Two Popes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know?
3: And not sorry, only did I call sorry. Joaquin Phoenix being nominated for. Um, uh, the Academy Award but also the fact that Joker is the leading film
1: in the best film in the, yeah.
3: in, in, uh, it's got 11 nominations yeah. it's yeah. the leading film of the Oscars this although year although
1: we do know that you you can easily have the most nominations and win nothing yes that's, um, that, absolutely it, you know, well, what that's I mean a... is
3: that like each year there is one that's like like La La Land, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Like is the yeah. most like, like. And Joker this year is that one, yeah, which I yeah. find
1: very odd. Well, you were completely right. I mean, I have to say, I thought that the that the the kind of the backlash against. it... I mean, this just goes to show what kind of bubble I live in. Mm. I thought that the vitriol against it was such that it would actually right. knock it out of contention.
3: I think it's a, a, you know it's it's in this movement of taking comic books uh, movie seriously le- after the Dark Knight. Which obviously didn't get nominated, and then changing it to 10 categories so that they could let in more stuff like that. Inception getting nominated and not winning, um, and then uh, Black Panther obviously getting nominated and winning for score, which is an interesting choice. Although, um, it
1: is a great music. I mean, the music. It is great music, but, great, but like
3: is... in the same year that um, I think Nicholas Patel's. Um,
1: D, uh, Beale, Beale Street.
3: What, uh, once upon a time, but yeah. No, uh, if Beale Street. if Beale, Street Beale Street could talk, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say once upon a time in Beale be- Street. Be- Beale Street, yes.
1: <laughs> well, that's um, fair enough. But I thought that
3: score was tremendous. It's the same
1: movie, but with more gunfights.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and now Joker getting nominated, and I, it's interesting that I think Joaquin is going to win, and he'll be the second actor to win for the Joker. Isn't because he's Ledger won: posthumously post, yeah. yeah. for okay. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it?
1: All right, so big emissions. Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. A hundred
3: percent. That is such a crime. Oh, my God. That film is one of the most exciting, engaging films that I've seen in a long time. Oh, my God. Hold you. Oh, my God. I didn't see Adam Sandler. And it wasn't like when Rami Malek is doing Freddie Mercury and I didn't see Rami Malek, I saw Freddie Mercury. Because it was, you know, such... And the same with Heath Ledger and the Joker. I, like, don't see Heath Ledger because it's such a, like physical different performance but with Adam Sandler it is just Adam Sandler but he's acting
1: so differently he is Howard Ratner and apparently in America that name doesn't mean anything so calling your bling diamond merchant crazy guy Ratner in America is not a joke whereas over here there's a whole other level of the fact (laughs) that he's called Ratner I mean I thought I thought he was terrific. The other omission for me is uh, Taron Egerton in Rocket Man. I, mm-hmm. I have to confess, I thought he'd get overlooked. Yeah, I did And too. Uh, you know, he's been nominated at the BAFTAs, obviously. But mm. I just, I thought his performance was absolutely brilliant, and particularly since last year. You know, it was last year that Rocket It was Rocket Man, right? Man yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, you got that,
3: that feels weird as well because Rocket Man's walking away with basically no, no nominations except a song. Yeah, I think maybe maybe it's got some costume in there as well, but basically no nominations for anything major. Whilst Bohemian Rhapsody won for, for best, best one editing. editing, like, <laughs> how did that happen?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I know, still not over I know, that. I know. Did you? Was it you told me that somebody somebody edited the the sh- the footage of the editor going up to get the best editing thing for Bohemian Rhapsody? You like, this, and like it's edited the editing like Bohemian, <laughs> like he's on the stage and he's back and then yeah, he's up yeah, the yeah, stairs yeah, yeah, then and he's they just keep cutting and in close just- and away <laughs>
3: and things like that. Yeah, I can't. I, I remember seeing that scene. <laughs> When they, like the scene where he comes down, and sits down and goes, So this is Queen. Like that, that scene, when somebody put, uploaded that just on its own and said, Just count the edits, I thought that they'd done a, a joke and they, they'd made it, they'd cut it quicker. And they haven't. <laughs> and it won for best editing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think the omission the for that is, is Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. I think, yeah. I know, you know, I mean, I'm no Adam Sandler fan except for Punch Drunk Love. I mean, some of his comedies are alright, but I, I'm, I, there's mm. so much of his stuff that I've really detested. But this was this was I just felt like I felt after Punch Drunk Love, which was like, right. oh, my God.
0: Check this out. I don't know. All right. So these are black Jews. All right. They're stranded in the middle of Ethiopia. It's, it's deep. Stranded? Right. Right? Yeah, look, at. they got nothing. They don't got cars. They don't got <laughs> and I'm watching this and I'm like, what the <laughs> are these guys wearing? Look, it's on the Torah there. It's everywhere. Right. This <laughs> where do these guys get? Precious black opals. That's what that is. A black opal. I do my research. These guys live near the Whalo Mines, which primarily is red opals, which aren't worth oh, okay. okay? But these, these mm. you can't get your hands on these things. You understand? Really? So look, I say to myself, how do I get a hold of these guys? And I've managed to track these guys down. I buy one that, from them. F- <laughs>
2: what is that? I'm That's saying. right there.
0: That's the rock. I was
3: excited about movies when I finished Uncut Gems. Yes. I came out of it, like, rejuvenated. Yeah. I, I was like, that's what films can be. Like, and, I, and I almost don't want to see it again, because it gave me such a rush that I don't think I'll ever recreate that feeling again.
1: I know two people who had to leave... Because it was so tense. Because it, they just couldn't stand it anymore. They couldn't stay. It was like they say, More than one person has described it as being like having a panic attack. Yeah, and that is, is what it feels from like. from the
3: get go. It, it just grabs you and holds you, and you. Ha- I had no idea where it was going at any point. It is one of the most unpredictable, exciting films I've now, seen. No, one o tricks point time. never
1: score is absolutely brilliant, but everything about it um, is just. It, it, it it's it's the bad lieutenant with diamonds. I mean, it's a, it's it's really got a similar kind of you know chaotic spiralling towards disaster kind of feel about it. And yep. I I thought he was great. Okay. I think Uncut
3: Gems is the biggest snob yeah. of the entire awards yeah. season. Yeah, just the that. fact that the Safdie brothers haven't been nominated. We'll yeah. get we'll get to it. Okay,
1: so best director. The Safdie the brothers
3: haven't been nominated. They haven't been nominated.
1: <laughs> the Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Mm. Joker, Todd Phillips. Yeah. Mm. 1917, Sam Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. Hey. (laughs) uh, Yeah.
3: So this is what I mean. Like, why are the Safdie brothers not in there? Why is Greta Gerwig not in there? Why is Alma Harrell not in there for for um, uh, Honey Boy? Why is um, Lulu Wang not
1: in there for for the the farewell? Like why is Jordan Peele not in there for us? Why is Alejandro yeah. Landris not in there for Monos, which incidentally has also didn't even make it to the 15 of the soundtrack mm-hmm. with the, that incredible Mika Levy score? Didn't even make it to the final 15.
3: Yeah, why why is Todd Phillips in there?
1: Because uh, <laughs> I
3: think Joker is a well-made film. I think it's beautifully shot. I think the sound, uh, the music is in, I think the music is incredible. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is, is outstanding in it, although I think he was better and you were never really here. Yeah, I think we've um, agreed on that. And, uh, but I think that without those elements, the film becomes bang average. And if it wasn't for Joaquin Phoenix's input on stuff, we would have got... Like I, said, I mean, I've mentioned it on this podcast before. We would have had him going into a bathroom, washing paint off his face, throwing up in a toilet, hiding the gun and panicking and looking at himself in the mirror <laughs> like, what have I done? But instead, Joaquin Phoenix was like, no, I'm going to do a dance. And it's oh, that is my favourite film, uh, favourite scene in the whole film. And if Todd Phillips had his way with his screenplay, which is also nominated for screenplay, it would have been way more average and boring. And I just don't get why he's in there. I just don't think it's deserving at all.
1: It's bizarre, isn't it? So Bong Joon Ho, I think would I'd be happy. I'd, I, I would, would be, be overjoyed. Be very very happy. Um, the Greta Gerwig thing is. is, is
3: Greta, Ger- right? Okay. So here's here's the thing, right? Greta Gerwig is the most underrated and underappreciated director at the moment. I think that she has made two films, not only are they two of the best films of the last few years, but also two of my personal favourite films. Like, Lady Bird was my favourite film of that year, yeah. and Little Women the more I think about it and I saw it the other day for the second time and it jumped into my top 10 when it wasn't in there before I thought it was just a really pleasant it, it reminded me of like a nice Sunday afternoon movie I was yeah, like this yeah, feels lovely it. and warm it. I loved it and then I saw it a second time and I was like no this is really special and it's
1: really clever what it's she's really done intricate. with re, re, uh, you know, reorganising the time frame oh, it's so really good. well and the integration of you know details from uh, Louise May Alcott's personal life yeah, and yeah. you know
3: she, she, done a, she did an amazing I'm going to recommend another podcast on this podcast excuse there, me yeah. <laughs> there's a There's a podcast called Script Notes, which is about um, screenwriting, and Greta Gerwig had a guest episode where she talked all about the screenwriting and the the filmmaking for Little Women, and she's so brilliant. She talks with such uh, clear confidence and intelligence, and she knows exactly what she's doing, what she's talking about, and you can see that in the filmmaking. It's so understated, and she makes what she does look simple when it is incredibly complicated. Mm. Like, can you imagine like that film not only is reorganizing a timeline um from a book that is hundreds 100 at least 150 years old i think um, 18 but, whatever yeah. yeah and not only is she doing that but she's making it feel like a memory she's like constantly making the the, the timeline feel like she, it's how the main character is remembering it but also and she's spoken about this in the in the podcast and it, i'm not being oh look at me i noticed this i'm it was nice to hear her affirm what i thought that she did in the film yeah like she was like, this is my memory of the book. Like, this is how I remember the moments with them sitting around the fire at Christmas while they're reading their father's letter. I remember that moment. And that's why in that film it feels so earnest. And it feels so, like, almost over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels a little bit too romanticised. But... When you watch it in the context of the rest of the story, you can tell it's how she's remembering that moment. Yeah. It's
1: think, so beautifully done. I think the other great triumph of it is, I had to do this piece for The Observer a while ago of 25 films that, you know, for, for, for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, let's not do children's films. Let's do films that children can watch, but that includes... And I put in there the, um, the Gillian Armstrong uh, Little Women, which mm-hmm. I love. The thing about that film is, it's brilliant. And mm-hmm. I did think partly... Well, you don't really need an I mean I know there've been versions of Little Women you know all the way through history of cinema but you thought do we really need another one and mm-hmm. then you go oh yeah that's great you've 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 come in at a completely different place mm-hmm. because she comes in in the second book which actually for British readers cuz a lot of British readers only read the first book, you know there's two parts of it and in America they were published together in Britain they were published separately um and it's yeah it's I thought it was I thought it was terrific. She she
3: spoke about how when you think of little women, you do think of them all together, you know, and, and, and how they communicate with each other at that time when they're children. But when she leaves to go to New York to be a writer, they're never together again. And she was like, I want to use that. The yeah. fact that I, that's how I remember them. And how they're never together again as the the, the thing that pulls you in
1: oh, um, yeah no it's it's lovely anyway that then is the underdog
3: up. of the whole oscars so it and brings it us so to best saying. picture
1: in which it is nominated okay yes, it
2: is. i just i just feel i just feel like women they they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts and they've got ambition and they've got talent as well as just beauty. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. But I'm, I'm so lonely.
1: So best picture nominations. Ford versus Ferrari. That just shows you that there's
3: still a lot, quite a lot of yeah. old white men.
1: Or as we call it over here, Le Mans 66. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah. I it mean, is it's it's it, I, I really liked it. it i really liked it i, I just it. i'm going
3: okay why yeah it's a, such it's an exciting film yeah, i really like watching fine. it but best picture i know it's, and it's not nominated in any other categories no,
1: ford versus right okay, then the irishman mm-hmm. jojo rabbit i mean i'm sorry sure um you know i like taika watiti and everything but best picture I mean, bear in mind, Life is Beautiful won the Oscar for best foreign language film, and you know Roberto Benini won for whatever it was. Best, and, and Life is Beautiful. I mean, I know it's a it's, Mark pulled a face there. For I did. But I pulled pull a face, which is because, as my I think my my colleague Jonathan Romney said, life isn't beautiful. <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> stop lying so, to me. No, but yes, I, I have big problems with that film. But you know, anyway, the Joker. Yep. Little Women right Ray. marriage story yeah. 1917 which I think was always going to be a sort of big contender yeah, big time once upon a time in hollywood and parasite Ray. so obvious omissions although this is a lot of this is to do with um uh with eligibility so Bait wasn't eligible. Mm-hmm. It hasn't opened in America. Right. Souvenir would have been eligible had it been submitted by A24, but it wasn't because it never had a cat in hell's chance of getting anything. Mm-hmm. Ordinary Love, which incidentally, I would have had Leslie Manville in the Best Actress category, hasn't opened in America because they. Uh, the theory was that the categories were too strong they were too crammed already so they're going to give it a later release hopefully to make it eligible for next year but you know as we all <laughs> probably know probably yeah, be forgotten ex- exactly the same way that Paddington was yeah the only thing it's worth remembering is that that wasn't the case with Chico and Rita which waited a whole year and then wow. did get Oscar nominated so there are there are cases in which it can happen mm. but it's very very rare uh, uh, uh not in there which I think is a shame for Sama I would have loved to mm. have seen and that was eligible and it looked like it was a possibility. But of all the ones that are in there, my vote would absolutely be for Parasite. Mm-hmm, me too. I... My what... favourite film of the year is Marriage Story. Okay.
3: But I would be rooting for Par- Parasite all the way because I think it is the best film of the year. But
1: what do you think is going to win?
3: Um, I, my, my money at the moment is that the BAFTAs will give it to 1917. Right. And the Oscars have tended to go the other way for the last sort of decade.
1: So you think it once upon a time in Hollywood?
3: Either once upon a time in Hollywood, but my 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 feeling is it might go to marriage story. It might like go to something like that. Wow. Cuz it just feels I mean maybe I maybe I'm I don't know. No, I'm it's not, a
1: bad, uh, shoot, it's
3: a shot in the dark there, but I I feel like it's I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what okay. what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean I I I the once upon a time in Hollywood thing, I think is a possibility because it's that it's something, but you know, you know, my feeling about Quentin Tarantino is incredibly talented but terribly unruly. Mm. And um, if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won, it would be another example of the Martin Scorsese. Yeah, okay, They're not for that film, but you know, gotcha. Um, I although s- I do love The Departed. Yeah, okay, um, <laughs> but you know, Parasite I think is a absolutely just drop dead classic. Mm-hmm. Which I noticed that my my colleague. Um, Peter Bradshaw at the Guardian has already started to refer to sneeringly as the the connoisseur's choice. Yeah, in a way, no, but in a way which means it's like, yeah, you know, you're all a bit up yourself. No everybody's really excited about Parasite. and that's, and that's a problem because when I saw it. I that was, in a way I know I'm part of this the, the hype thing is not going to do it any, any, any favours at all not at the all the best way of seeing it is completely cold Ford versus Ferrari not a chance in hell No. Irishman I mean it's, I think there's a chance it's, yeah it's not impossible like, I, I, I think there's a chance of Jojo Rabbit winning I don't know well, well I you know I, I hope not Joker
3: yeah I, in a green box scenario I think that Joker could win Best Picture
1: Little Women no way not a chance. I think I think that there's You were saying that you thought there might be a kind of we haven't given it to anything else, maybe we should give it Best Picture. If 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 Little
3: Women won Best Picture, I think that that would be the most surprising, exciting thing of I would be so excited. Okay. I'd be I'd be overjoyed if Parasite won. I'd yeah. be just jumping around. Yeah. I and mean, if Little Women won, I'd be like surprised <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and 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 joyful about it. Yeah. Um I don't think it will. Uh I yeah, I don't know. I think I think nineteen seventeen is the big is the, is the, I the think, want to beat yeah, I, uh, think I think it's going to be everybody's... Cause like I say, on the first watch, it's overwhelming. And I think that's what most people are going to... I think most people are going to do that. They're going to see it once, go, it was great. Yeah. And I think that that is more than likely going to be the winner. Uh, even though I'm, it feels predictable, but... but I've but got I, a sneaking you know, suspicion I, about Marriage Story.
1: I do. I think... I, I don't feel it about Marriage Story, though I love Marriage Story, but I think it, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might. Mm. In one it, of the Golden might. Globes, right? but also you know the oscars love films about movies mm-hmm. you know and it's terribly self-referential and, and, and even the people that don't like it and i'm i'm kind of mixed on it think that there are things in it that they love um, cineasts love it um, you know they love the feel of it the texture of it the evocation of a me
3: too I, 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 lo- I like the feeling of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, yeah. I like just spending time there yeah and
1: then, but then you know the Bruce Lee and the why did he kill his wife And, the, and anyway but, but, but you know yeah, whatever yeah, 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 yeah. okay so do you want to just do a, a I know you shouldn't ever do this do you want to do a prediction a prediction for Best Picture we'll go through all of them okay so Best okay. Picture I predict 1917 do you want me to go different to you just to be? No, diff- no, you Jack, you're your own person. Okay.
3: I also am going to predict 1917. Okay. I think it's going to be that.
1: Best director? Bong Joon Ho. You know, yeah, I'm going to go with you on that. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Okay. Um, best actor?
3: Joaquin Phoenix. I'd like it to be Adam, Adam Driver, but I think Joaquin's gone. I
1: want it to be Antonio Banderas. Interesting. But I think you're right. I think it might well be Whacking Phoenix. Best actress? Uh, yeah, Renee Zawaga Yeah, I don't think that. Interesting. No, I think Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Um, supporting actor? Tom... I'm going to go for t- no, no. It's Brad Pitt, isn't it? It's Brad yeah. Pitt. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I beg you, why am I even looking at anything else? Of course, it's Brad Pitt. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Definitely t- takes his shirt off. Yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> that well, deserves I mean, so, its yeah, own award. Exactly, yeah, Brad. You're looking great. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Still mate. Still got all your yeah, hair. Terrific. Wonderful. Fabulous. In all the right places as well. So that's fine. Uh, supporting actress. I'm going for Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Yeah, uh, I think that's more you're than likely. You're going for Florence Pugh. I'm going
3: to. I'm going to, I'm going to put. A, I don't think this will happen. I've got a sneaking suspicion. So I will say Florence Pugh in
1: um, Little Women. Okay, and best soundtrack, Hildegunodas. Hilda Gunodot. Hilda okay. And and
3: just to just to finish it, yeah. I'm really pleased to see Knives Out nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Yes. Very, very pleased about that, but very upset that Honey Boy has been completely overlooked in every category. I yeah. thought that would be at least in screenplay and maybe in supporting actor. Where is he in supporting actor? Yeah,
1: and where is that Godzogan in Peanut Butter Falcon? I agree. Because, I mean, that is that is a brilliant uh, supporting performance. So
3: overall, we're pleased with some of the nominations. Excited to see Bong Joon-ho and Parasite getting a lot of love, but also the classic frustration that's yeah. always there with these Academy well, Awards. Well, the
1: th- th- thing to remember is all awards are ridiculous they are. and none more so than the Oscars. And I
3: wish that was just true. But it does make a difference, and that's why it's annoying. Okay.
1: No, it doesn't. I think it, it does. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter. It can make and break we have careers. to move on. No, well... it, can't. it can't. Okay. Let me ask you something. Go on. Who won Best Actor last year? Um... Thank you. <laughs> Be back Thanks next week. Thanks for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Who did win? I can't remember. That's the point. Oh, Rami Malik won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you had to and think about he, it. Yeah. But, and now yeah. he's in a
3: Bond movie. Of course, it makes a difference.
1: Okay. He was a freaking television did, actor did, before. Did, did, he, okay, he'd been in Short Term 12. He'd been in loads of things. He wasn't yeah, a television yeah, actor. Yeah. But Brie
3: Larson was in Short Term 12, and now she, then she won an Academy Award, and yeah, now but, she's yeah. in Marvel movies. Same Jennifer Lawrence, she was in indie movies and she won
1: an Academy Award. Yeah. And now she's in Marvel movies. And then, of course, uh, what about the fantastic Catwoman career? That was great, won an Academy Award, never seen again. Well, that's because Halle Berry's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. If you want some extra video content and some other extras as well, then go to our Patreon page. Just Google Kermode on Film and Patreon. There's a whole bunch of stuff there you might be interested in. Thanks for listening. Keep watching the skies.